to us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 10 verses 3 and 5 Jeremiah describes the gods of the nation and how they were formed and what they are intended to do Jeremiah compares these idols or gods to a scarecrow in the farm that is exactly what these gods are a scarecrow just like a farmer puts up a thing in form of a man that is not really a man but birds in the farm are none the wiser so they flee in fear they fail to understand that a scarecrow can neither harm nor do them any good so also are these gods that that they were that they are fake gods and not to be feared that they cannot do us any harm nor good these gods are an illusion they're not real and do exactly what jeremiah says they do invoke fear and nothing else the songwriter says fear not in arms of lord jesus because nothing exists to be feared jeremiah 10:14c confirms the above point when he says that they are fraud, that saying that the image they, that they make are fraud. Therefore, we should not fear them or think anything of them. They are insignificant. To the point, to point out their insignificance, Jeremiah used a couple of lines to actually describe and compare them, compared to the numerous paragraphs he used to describe God in verses six to sixteen. Apostle has often told us in this house not to waste our time binding the devil, but to leave the devil alone and stay focused on seeking God. Why? Because that these gods are insignificant. Yeah, that's it. Praise the Lord. Uh, my short contribution on Jeremiah chapter 11, I thought you were on chapter 11, is that um, is that stressing that um, Jeremiah encourages the people to worship God. Uh, which is from Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 6 to 11. So our mom really stressed the importance of worshipping God and that we should always declare the awesomeness of God. For example, sometimes even if we don't even feel like praying, let me use that word, uh, when we worship God, when we sing unto Him, when we declare His awesome power, I mean, God comes down and he would continue to reign in our lives. So we should encourage ourselves and describe. Mommy even said that even if we don't even know what to say when we are praying, that we should just continue to declare his awesomeness. We should tell him he's great, he's mighty in power, that, we should, that there is no one like him, that we should always fear him. When we worship him, we are able to see him in his holy majesty. So my uh, advice to every one of us is that we should continually worship God in spirit and in truth as well because we should not just just think anything but things that will bring honor and glory unto god's holy name may the lord empower us and help us to worship him and to declare his awesomeness in our life every day he's awesome in everything that we are doing he's awesome even the fact that he even gave that he even sent us to this world the fact that he even saved us is awesome power several things he's been doing in our lives we should put that in our memory, we should remember his awesomeness, his awesome power in so many things he has done. Even if we are down, we should remember his awesome power. And when we remember his awesome power, we'll be lifted up. May the Lord continually help us and encourage us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You can do better than that. Amen. Praise the Lord. And Jeremiah chapter 10 is a comparison between uh, God and dead gods. Praise the Lord. Verses 1 to 2 specifically 
sort of um, instructed believers for us to separate ourselves from the world. And this sort of can be likened to First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that says that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise the name of Jesus. I actually pray that scripture over my life every day to remind me of who I am. So that in, as we go out uh, to our workplaces or to our schools or businesses, in our conducting our businesses, we know that we are in this world, but not of the world, that we are a peculiar people that is unique to, uh, uh, to the kingdom of our almighty God. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, specifically, verses 6 to 8 talks about how great our God is. That there's no one like our God. Praise the name of Jesus. Verses 10 talks about God is the true living God. Praise the name of Jesus. That's why I love the time of celebration, the Easter celebration time, whereby we celebrate Jesus. Because amongst all other religions, all their founders are dead, buried, forgotten. But our Lord Jesus was buried. But on the third day, he rose up again and is seated at the right hand of God in my majesty. Praise the name of Jesus. Verses 12 talks about God making the earth. If we look at, if you reference John chapter 1, it talks about how Jesus made the world. And also Genesis chapter 1 talks about the creation of the world. And verses 16 also talks about our God is the maker of all things. So we see that there's no way all those dead idols can compare with our God. And finally, in closing, um, verse 21 talks specifically to shepherds or to pastors or to leaders that the shepherds are senseless and do not inquire of the Lord so they do not prosper and all their flock is scattered. So eventually there are pastors watching this program. The key to building your church is seeking the Lord. And also all of us, if you want to prosper, we must put God first in all we do in our daily um, work, work with God. Jesus said, could you not watch with me for one hour? So as believers, we pray, we seek the Lord. And when we do that continually, then prosperity is certain for us. Praise God. Okay, just to add to what Dickin has just said, because I wanted to contribute on 21 and 23. But 21 was referring to shepherds, and likely, as she just said, it's not just the shepherds in terms of the leaders, but each one of us are leaders in our own capacity. You may be leader in your company or in your work, you may be the boss at home, you may be the father, you may be the husband, you may be the wife or the mother, you know, leaders in any capacity. And it tells us that any one who do not seek God's face, they are senseless. And not only that, it says, so they do not prosper. So absence of prayer brings poverty. Absence of prayer brings lack. And it remind when I was reading this, it just uh, my mind flashed back to Second Chronicles, I think chapter 25, I think. 
let me see, Second Chronicles 26, verse 5, when he was talking about King Uzziah, that as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, he prospered. So that's an encouragement to us that when we seek God's face, we will prosper. Not just in terms of finance, but spirit, soul, and body, we will prosper. Amen. And the last one, the 23, was talking about Jeremiah's prayer. Jeremiah said, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. And this brings to home what the scripture says in the book of 1 Corinthians 6, from 19 to 20, when it says our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and we do not belong to ourselves, but we belong to God. So your life is not your own. So how you live your life, you will give an account one day to the owner. We are just in a cage. God gave us this body as a cage, but we belong to God. So it's not, oh, this is my life. I can live it the way I like. No, this is not your life, because one day we will all sit at the judgment seat of Christ, and we will make, give account of how we have lived our life. So let's know that this life that we live belongs to somebody. So it is our responsibility each day when we wake up and say, God, what will you have me do with my life? So your life does not belong to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I actually prepared to do my contribution on Jeremiah 11. So, um, My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 11, verses 4 to 5, which reads, The terms I commanded your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the iron smelting furnace. I said, Obey me and do everything I command you, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your ancestors, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you possess today. And the Oxford Dictionary defines a covenant as an agreement or a contract or a pact or a treaty. And all of these words simply mean a promise, but not just a promise, but rather a promise that goes both ways. Rather than God simply saying, I will bless you, it means the clause changes to, I will bless you if you worship me. And Israel had to fulfill their side of the bargain for God to fulfill his side. And it's the same thing with our lives, even today. And even though we don't live under the old physical covenant of Israel, we are under a new covenant where God has not promised where God has promised us forgiveness for free, but only if we choose to accept him as our Lord and personal Savior. And we need to learn from the mistakes of Israel because they forsook their side of the covenant and God in turn um, took his side of the covenant. And Israel was one of like, the strongest nations in the, world, in the whole of the Eastern world, conquering everything before them. But then out of nowhere, this nation Babylon just came and swept them away. And so um, as I finish off my brief contribution, I'd like to ask us all the question that we should all ponder. And it is, um, in the covenant that God has given us, uh, will we for, uh, be like Israel and forsake the covenant, or will we learn from their mistakes and be uh, and hold on to our ticket to an eternity with Him? Amen. Amen. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. I just 
quickly read uh, from my note on chapter 10. Chapter 10, God, an idol, or idol, and true God, or idol, and true God. I put scriptural references there. One of it is Exodus 20, the whole of uh, Exodus 20. God hates adultery. God wants Jeremiah to tell or warn the Israelite not to learn or follow the ways of unbelieving heathen nation. And I believe that the same way God is warning us, we have unbelieving friends, we have uh, people that are close to us that are unbelievers, but I believe also that God is warning us that we must make sure that we don't learn their ways or follow their lifestyle or anything that they do. Because sometimes it's easy for us to just slip into the world and feel because uh, my sister is not there, my brother is not there, somebody in the church is not there, then just slip into the world and come back. Like a lot of things that I've seen recently in the Facebook and everything. People are believers, they go to church, but what you see on that their page is really terrifying. They want to sleep into the world, but the ones that I'm very close to, I call them and I tell them, you cannot do this because you can't serve God and Mammon together. You must be distinct. Because today, people are just going to church. What the, uh, the Lord is accusing our forefathers in those days is what is being represented again in the church. And if we are not very careful, we'll be swept into the world. That's the reason for us studying the Bible as we do now. God warned Jeremiah. He said, go tell them. Jeremiah must be very bold for God to really say, go and tell them. That's why we must be very bold. I had a testimony today that really touched my, my heart. One of my joiners that had somebody at work and he has been so afraid to speak to this person. But they started a talk and she was so bold to start to make references to the Bible and they were discussing the Bible. And she herself was happy because that person said, I've never been told like this before. I've, I'm always being condemned. But the way you push it to me, I'm really happy about. So that testimony really touched my heart. Because if she's not bold, she won't be able to relate. She will be carried out and maybe follow their own lifestyle. And this is what God has said to us. We must not follow their lifestyle. And I want us to know, if you are studying the Bible, you must make sure that you fulfill every bit of the Bible that we are studying. Because if you are not very careful, you might be swept off. By the time we know you're coming back, might be a problem. He advised them not to be star readers or believe in superstitions, but believe only in the Almighty God. Because these are some of the things that they do. They they observe the stars, they, 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 they worship idols, and all these are part of the commandment that God gave to Moses that they must not do. So, but these are the things that God said you should go and face to tell them. He said, we advise them not to be star readers. He advised them not to be star readers or believe in superstitions, but only believe in the Almighty God. We must also adhere to this, as this is also what we see that is particular with us today. So we must still adhere to them. Jeremiah 10, 1 to 5. Jeremiah, in these verses, explains the amount of work or hard work that is put into creating the idols that is of no value to them. When you get home, read it again. 
because I'm not able to read it with you, but I'm just trying to read my notes to you. So it was really telling them how they are going to carry it, how they put it right. And all. Look at the hard work that is put into this God, you know, and uh, which has no value. Verses 6 to 10, Jeremiah encouraged the people to know the real God that is alive. He's great and powerful. Remember that God said he's going to put his word in Jeremiah's mouth. And he actually did. That's why he has the boldness to be going to them to talk to them. Encouraging the people that they should know that they serve the real God that is alive. He's great and powerful. For if we know God, that God is great and God is powerful, there is nothing that can change our mind about that. So we must always know behind that. What makes God great to us? What makes him powerful? The Bible says in the midst of voidness, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God did a lot of things, you know, before creating the heavens and the earth. So what is it in our lives that needs, needs to be created? Let us speak the word and it will come to pass. As long as we only focus on the only God. The only God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. 12 to 16. And it says, stress the awesome power of the Lord through the storms and the works of his hands. 17 to 22, coming destruction on the people. You know, sometimes we know that we have read in the Bible, we have uh, known about it, that God is coming soon, that this world is going to be destroyed. But sometimes we that are speaking it don't even believe it. If we don't believe it, it will not hold no water. We will know how to convey it to the people. But if we believe what we are saying, then we can show them through the Bible that we are studying now. And it will come to pass at its proper time. And when God comes, it's not going to be a surprise. May we not be found wanting in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah's prayer, 10.23. It now mentioned a man's life is not his own. Man cannot direct his steps and all the rest of that in his prayer. was able to coordinate his prayer very well. God should pour out, no, this is, I just put my prayer, that, that God should pour out his wrath on a nation, that, that is a general, part of Jeremiah's prayer, on a nation, or nations that do not acknowledge him, or on people who do not call on his name. But we are taught to pray for the peace of, of, of Jerusalem, for the peace of our nation. Amen? Amen? So it is important that we allow God to lead us. God has great plans for us, and we should always and we should allow him to direct us. Jeremiah in his prayer asked the Lord for a punishment that will not be severe, though because of their disobedience, they deserve it. That is verse 6 to 7. Uh, verses 23 to 25. If we also refuse to repent of our sins, then we cannot escape his punishment or his wrath. May we repent of our sins and not continue to sin and expecting grace to abound. Prayers. Father, cleanse my heart from every impurity. Lord, strengthen my soul to submit to you. Direct my ways. These are prayer, prayer, prayer that we prayed, you know, that very day that Apostle directed us to pray. Lord, strengthen my soul to submit to you. Because if our soul is submitted to God, then there is nothing that can move us. Direct my ways, my steps. My will, let your will be done in my life, O oh Lord. Destroy everything that distracts my soul from the things of God. Enable me to destroy everything that will distract my soul from loving you. Make a new man out of me, O oh Lord. 
and uh, it said, pray, I wrote here, pray verse 11. What does verse 11 say here? Let me... Tell them this. This God, who did not make the heavens and the earth, will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. But God made the earth by his power. He founded it. I've already discussed that, but I don't know why I wrote that. that, uh, We should pray that verse 11. So that takes us again to chapter 11. Amen. Chapter 11 talks about the broken covenant. I just want us to have it right in our heart. The broken covenant. What is the broken covenant? Her brother has tried to explain covenant. Agreement between us and God. Amen. And as long as we are obedient to the covenant, then it will be well with us. But if we are not obedient to God's covenant, then there will be a problem. May God give us a heart to obey in Jesus' name. And that chapter 11 said, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Listen to the terms of this covenant and tell them to the people of Judah. Listen to the terms of this covenant. When we have covenant, we must have ear to listen. If you are not careful to listen, they will not be able to follow the covenant as we ought to follow. If we follow any form of distraction, then there will be a problem. He said, listen. I want us to underline that word, listen. As believers in God, we must listen to anything that God is saying to us. If we don't listen, he said, my sheep hear my voice, the voice of stranger they will not follow. If you are really God's sheep and God is our shepherd, then we'll be able to follow everything that he directs us to do. He says, listen to the terms of this covenant and tell them to the people of Judah and to those who live in Jerusalem. And today we are partaker of this. We are not in Judah, neither are we in Jerusalem, but we are in our own domain here. This is our Judah, London, and this is our Jerusalem. And I want us to, in our Judah and our Jerusalem, the world is always there. Egypt is always before us. But when we listen to God's covenant, there is no way we can try Egypt. Because as our sister said, he delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. It is the covenant that we listen to that has moved us into, his, uh, into, uh, into, uh, into, into the great grace that we have. So he said we should listen when we refuse to listen. It's like a child and parents. When children, when they refuse to listen and they follow the voice of strangers, then there is a problem. As children of God, we must listen to God. When we fail to listen to God, there is no way we can carry out His covenant. uh, covenant. There is no way we can carry out His laws. There is no way we can follow what He's saying to us. So tonight, I really want us to have the ear to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. So God said to uh, um, Jeremiah, I said, listen, listen. And I want everyone here to remember that word, listen. There are times, times and conditions to God's word, to God's covenant, to, to agreement that God has for us. Like Abraham said, if you do this, if you fail to do this, this is what is going to happen to you. And it will happen because God has, said, has already decreed it. Say, listen to the terms of this covenant. And tell them to the people of Judah and to those who live in Jerusalem. Tell them that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Cursed is the one who does not obey the terms of this covenant. I'm going to read that covenant to us again. Because this was the covenant that Moses received 
uh, on the Mount of Sinai. He said, the times I commanded your ancestors, when I brought them out of Egypt, the same thing applies to us. God delivered us from our own Egypt, from the world, and brought us to himself, gave us the opportunity to sit with him in the heavenly places. So we do not have any excuse not to listen to him. We must listen to that agreement that he has had with our forefathers. Some of us are privileged to be born by parents that are Christian already. Some of us don't have the privilege. We just get to know God. But the moment we know God, there is no distinction between that. He just wants us to listen, to follow the instruction. If we follow instruction, then we will not do wrong. Then he says here, this is what he said, uh, the times I commanded your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of iron's melting furnace, I said, obey me and do everything. Do everything I commanded you. And you will be my people, and I will be your God. As long as you follow God's instruction, as long as you're obedient to his covenant, then he's going to be our God. Then we are going to be the people of his praise. We are going to be his treasured possessions. That's what one of the covenants says. And said, then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your ancestors, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. It also belongs to us. As long as we are following this covenant, it's going to, we are in London here. Some people will be enjoying the London that we are in, and some people are full of complaint. Why is God like this to me? Why is God like that to me? No, God is not like anything to anybody. As long as you follow his covenant. As well as you say, don't do this. Do's and don'ts. And you know your boundaries. And you don't, you don't go beyond your boundaries. Things will be working well for you. How come? She's the only one giving testimony. I cannot give testimony. Because that person is working around the God's covenant. He's working around the word of God. He's obedient to the word of God. He's doing the will of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your We don't need to bring our heart out for you to know that we love God. The Bible says, by your fruits, we know it. That's why you will see there are some people that are really getting on. And some are getting down. We will not get down in the name of Jesus. As long as we are within the pattern of God's ordinance, then things will be working for us. He said if we obey, he said it will be our God. It will be our shepherd. Then we'll be able to hear his voice. We'll not be able to listen to the voice of Satan. We'll not, be, we'll not go outside the, 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 the ship's uh, pen. Then God himself will be the, the controller of our life. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your ancestors to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. We have that land already in the name of Jesus. Because he said to us that in the midst of famine, we will have what? We have plenty. We don't need to go to Canaan or go to Jerusalem before we are enjoying this uh, plenty that the Lord has uh, given to us. He said, the land you possess today. I answered what? Amen. Obey me and do everything I command you. Just, it's very simple like that. Obedience. If you are willing and obedient, uh, as our one nineteen said, you will eat the best of the land. That is what, is, in, in, in short, that's what he's saying here. You want to eat the best of the land? You want to have the best of everything? You, sometimes we are not, we are so, too self-centered. 
That's what you want to. You see, this word of God is the best of everything. When you have the word of God, you, you have everything. You don't need to put a Lamborghini Countachi there, what do you call it, before we have everything. No. You know the word of God inside out. Uh, don't you know I admire these young ones that are coming up and they are speaking. You, the, the, the word of God is melting like butter in their mouths. Are you listening to me? Everything that you, you know, I feel so happy. Sometimes I feel, do I even need to preach again? You understand? Because they are within the boundary of what, God, of what the word of God is saying. That's why those of us that are giving back, please, I want to beg you. Some are not here tonight. Who, who are the people that are supposed to be in this Bible study? It's people with children. <laughs> because once you don't catch them young, I love that word, catch them young. If you don't catch them young, to read the Bible will be a problem. When they are going out there, they are having a lot of peer pressures and all the rest of that. To, to bring them back to the Bible will be a problem. We now see that people that pray before they don't know how to pray. People that know how to search the Bible before they don't know how to search the Bible. There are some children who say, please open the book of Jeremiah. They don't even know we are Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, they be going left, right, like a hen that is looking for something to eat. And Jeremiah is right in front of them there. So I want to encourage us to bring our younger ones to this Bible study. Because they are the future uh, 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 people that God is going to use. We don't want to be ambitious for nothing. Recently I've been teaching on the, the picture of an ambitious woman. There are many mothers that by the time I start to... Those of you that have not been following me to uh, outside... By the time I start to reveal the picture of some parents to you, you'll be wondering. Instead of parents to bring their children to church, to come and learn the Bible, to come and learn the Word of God, at home, they only scratch the scripture, they don't put them in. in, in. So when there is any opportunity to do something in the church, they too want to bring their children forth. You can't do that like Zebedee's wife. You can't do that, Salome. You're ambitious. Ambitious, you want your children to sit in the position. How come they are not ordaining my daughter? How come they are not ordaining my You want them to be ordained? What, what part do they play? What role? Concerning the word of God, are they first class? Or they are only first class in the things of man? You are not there yet. Are you listening to me? So what this Bible is saying to us tonight, we must adhere to them. Amen. Look at the covenant that he said. He said, the Lord said to me, proclaim all these words in the town of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, in our own neighborhood. Listen to the times of this covenant and follow them. For the time I brought your ancestors up from Egypt until today. Look at yourself. We are not even looking at ancestors only. Look at the time that you got born again. I carry that year, 1969, that I got born again. That is what has given me everything that I'm teaching you today. I got born again that fateful afternoon on a Friday, 1969, when I heard the word of God, when it became genuine in my heart. And I never joked with it. As a young girl, and today it's still leading me on. And that's what I'm trying to tell us. When you put them straight in it, they will not deviate from it. So when I brought it out of Egypt until today, I warned them again and again, saying, Obey me, 
but they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubbornness of their evil heart. May that not be us in Jesus' name. So I brought on them all the curses of the covenant I have commanded them to follow, but they did not keep. Then the Lord said to me, there is a conspiracy among the people of Judah and those who live in Jerusalem. They are returned to the sins of their ancestors who refuse to listen to my words. May we not return. Amen. There are some people that want to confuse you when you are doing the right thing. We don't need ancestors here. Maybe you are the one that has been coming. Oh, oh that Bible study itself. I don't even know. Sometimes I don't understand. Ha. And they confuse you then because of that. You two stay at home. You are not leading your people. Or to bring yourself. No, mommy, I have to sleep tonight. Hey, I have homework. I have assignment. You can do that so that God will help me. So that we can be living on time. Then you can go home to do assignment. I raise my children with doing assignment. When you get home, you know, we have to wait in church. When you get home, we are now go After the assignment of the church, then we do assignment. I've been there. So there is no excuse in this matter. Because I tell you, 30 years down the road, let me know I'm going too far. 10 years down the road, 20, 15 years down the road, 20 years down the road, 25 years down the road, we will know parents that have been there for their children. We will know you. Maybe you have been working, 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 working. Oh, we need to pay bills. We need to do this. You have not been bringing that. We will know you. I mean, we know you for good. In the name of Jesus. Said the covenant is broken. The Lord had a covenant with his people, Israel, as sinner. And I want us to quickly look at the book of Exodus chapter 19. What is this covenant we are talking about? Why is this covenant broken? What is this covenant? And in that Exodus 19, he says, In the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, you see, he said, The covenant I had with you when you left Egypt. So he said, When they left Egypt on the very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from uh, Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel came there in the desert in front of the mountain. I want you to write this against that chapter 11 of Jeremiah. So, then Moses went up to God. May you be the Moses of your family. Amen. In the name. Because sometimes, in following this covenant, you must go to God on a regular basis. God, what are you speaking again? That's why we are here. What are you saying again about this covenant? We have just read the Bible, so when you get home, this is what God is telling us. Since God has delivered this house, we are not in the world. We are, not, we are in the world, but we are not part of the world. God is giving us a mandate. He is giving us a covenant. It must not be broken. Sit your family down again. And this is what you are saying. And begin to teach them again. So then Moses went to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob. Put your name there. And what you have to tell the people of Israel. You yourself have been what I did. You have seen what I did in Egypt. You have seen it. How you are in slavery. How I deliver you from the hand of Pharaoh. How I deliver you from the hand of the taskmaster. You have seen all that I did in Egypt. All because I want your life. All because I want to have a covenant with you. You have seen it. You have known it. And how I carried you on eagle wings. I love that scriptures. When I read this Exodus 19 verse 4, it moves me. 
It's like God is saying that how oh, I carried you in my airplane. Did air condition. The angel, that is the, the whole air hostesses where we're sending you. You know, I was, how I carried, you know, on eagle's wings. Eagle, the, the wings are so big. There is comfort on eagle's wings. Jesus compares himself as a big eagle. Hallelujah. I cannot wait but to fly on his wings. There is comfort there. That is neither first class nor economy. Everything is executive. Wow. You know, when I'm reading this scripture, my, that is the way God interprets me. I pray that Holy Ghost will interpret the scriptures. That when you are reading, you feel, you enjoy it. You want to eat more. It's like ice cream to some of us, dessert. Hallelujah. It's like ground rice to some of us. With a very good okra soup. And dried fish. Are you listening to me? May God grant you understanding in the word of God. God is reminding them about his covenant. God is a God of love. How he loved us and carried us on eagle's wing. He will not let us fall. Don't you see eagles, the way they carry their baby eagle and uh, catch it again and swear on eagle's wing. Hallelujah. He compared himself as that big eagle. He said, you yourself have seen what I did to, to Egypt. What I did to your enemies, Egypt. And now I carried you, I rescued you from their hands. On eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. I told you, that word treasured possession. I didn't just deliver you so that you can suffer. I didn't bring you to Christianity so that you'll be miserable. I didn't make you to know me so that I can be miserable. I didn't bring you to know me so that I can be failing exam. That is just, I'm always there for you. Don't worry. We will always fail sometimes. But we fail to be successful. Hallelujah. But I'm always there with you. I have you in my palm. And neither sleep nor slumber because of you. This is what I can see that God is saying to us here tonight. And as many that we believe, it shall be well with us. Say, so look, it's not a joke. We have just finished uh, uh, Easter, Easter now. How, how I suffered for you on the cross of Calvary. How I was nailed. If those are part of the carrying on eagle's wing. How I have you in my palm. I don't sleep because of you. But the only thing you have to do is obey my covenant. Don't break it. Then he's saying that how I, how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. I didn't give you to anybody to look after you. I didn't give you to anybody to, to care for you. But I carried you on eagle's wings to care for you by myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations... You will be my treasured possession. Who doesn't want to be? God said you are going to be his treasured. Ah, you see, we have all of us have iPhone. Eh? We go sometimes for the best. You go sometimes, even if your, if your own is not even the best. But because of the work of this phone, you will treasure it, isn't it? God said like we treasure our phones. We are phones with life. We receive calls from God. As men that wants to receive calls. As men that want to speak to God, you speak to him. He said, you are so much a treasure in my hands. You know, as long as you obey me, you'll be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be, for me, a kingdom of priests and holy nation. Our sister said it, I hate. 
You will be a kingdom of priests. He didn't say one priest. So don't even think he's talking to a pastor. We are holy priesthood, peculiar people, chosen people. You see, as long as you obey my covenant, then this is what is going to happen to you. Kingdom of priests and a, and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So I don't know how to evangelize. I don't know what to do. I don't go outside. I just want them. No. Say to the people, yes. Don't, don't condemn them. This is God saying to you that he treasures you. Don't say you are in the world. I mean, no, 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 no. Whatever your condition may be, God says he loves you. Go tell them, as God has sent Jeremiah, he's also sent us. So go and tell friends. You have opportunity to speak to your friends. Don't condemn them. This is the word of God for you. You know that God loves you. He loves me. He loves everybody. God says, as long as you continue to serve him, as long as you read this word of God and value it, as long as, you know, you, it's very easy. He said you'll be his treasured possession. Beyond oh, I don't know how to, I can explain this to you. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and said before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. Are you summoning elder here tonight? You are going to go as the Moses of your own house and summon your own home. Hallelujah. Amen. Summon people in your house, your children, everybody. Summon them. After Moses heard from God, but you must hear from God. You must be that person that has cherished the word of God, that the word of God has become something to you. Then you summon them. Oh, darling, I know the exam is coming, but we just need to pray for us tonight. Let's just pray. Even if you can't sit down to read the Bible, pray. You are in the car, you are driving. What is that golden passage today? And I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, Lord. Recite the Bible. God said to Moses, summon the elders. First of all, those ones that are senior among them, you know, upon them, you know, lies the weight. Because if the first one is failing, there is silence for the second one to fail. So call the elders. The elders you call deacon. The deacon we call, you understand? So in our house, we also have all these, you know, the ones that are elders, that you know that you have understand. It might be the baby that is elder, but you don't want to tell them that you are the elders. Are you listening to me? But just say summon the elders, so you miss them together. So it won't be as if you love one person than the other. The Lord will grant us the grace and the wisdom to summon our own elders in the house. He says, so Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and said before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all command, responded together, we will do, let's read it together, we will do everything the Lord has said. Again, we will do everything the Lord has said. Again, we will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to God. Will God not be happy? When he asks us, we are willing and obedient. We are the best of the land. We be that, that is he's talking about. And the people responded that they will be. They will do everything that the Lord has said. The Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud. So that the people will hear me speaking with you. And will always put their trust in you. Now that you have come, that you have heard God. And I will come. Let's begin to pray. Lord, as you visit me. Because I always pray that for this church. Visit everybody in this church. I was seeking the face of God yesterday. To this to, to today and I went into a vision a dream I tell you nobody can explain that to me anymore 
Because God showed me everything I need to know. God showed me things that would have caused struggle for me. And God showed me, my husband, in that dream. And I said, where are you? This cannot be. I just help me down there because I'm coming down. No fear, nothing whatsoever. Things were put in place and I came down. And there's been a prayer I've been praying and God just took me to, to, the, to, to, this, to, 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 to my answered prayer. And said to me, this is your answered prayer. Who say God does not speak? He still speaks. As long as you are reading the word of God. You know, I want you to read the word of God. Make the word of God your friend. And ask him. It might not come quickly, but he will show you in the revelation. You will dream. I dream a lot. Sometimes I want him to speak to me. And I hear him speak like I'm talking to you. We will all get there in Jesus' name. I used to admire the man of God, Apostle. I said, ah, ah, what have I done? We are on the same bed. And he woke up and said, God just spoke to me. I have this holy jealousy. I have to tell you, what have I done, Lord, that you did not speak to me? So I have been speak to me by name. And I tell today, because I've been praying about something. And God showed me that, look, this has, this has been the problem. He delivered me from that problem. I saw it. With the assistant of my husband down below me. And then he showed me, this is this, it's answered. This is answer prayer. I don't need to doubt it again. I don't need to go to any prophet or anything. Once you familiar, uh, familiarize yourself with the word of God, he will appear, he will show himself to you in various ways. The Lord said to Moses, he said, no. He said, yeah, the people, will all, the people all responded together. We will do everything. And I pray tonight that you will do everything as we are hearing tonight. We, our, we wouldn't have a broken covenant with the Lord. Our covenant will be with obedience and everything. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. The Lord, the, the, the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud. That is where we are stopped. God will visit every one of us. Amen. None of us will get out of this visitation. Amen. He said, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come in form of a cloud. You know, in those days, you speak to them. When God wants to speak, he will come like a cloud. That's when he was speaking, and uh, Miriam and Aaron, they were accusing Moses' uh, uh, wife and everything. When God came in this uh, thick uh, cloud in that numbers chapter 12 and he born them Miriam became leprous when God visits us in our own cloud we are going to see brightly Amen. he's not going to condemn us Amen. we are going to hear from him Amen. he will speak to us like I'm speaking to you either by dream or in whatever form Amen. you can sit down here people are talking whatever they, they like to talk you just tap into the spirit and say Lord I just want this is well, I'm confused, or may we not be confused, or I just want you to give me a solution to this. He will speak to you. It's very easy, I can tell you. As long as you read the word of God, he will visit. In those days, he visited them in, in, in dense cloud. And today, he's still visiting. So that the people will hear me speaking with you. And we always put their trust in you. Because of the way God is going to begin to use us. So those of us that are reading the Bible. People will know that we have seen Jesus. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today. And tomorrow have them wash their clothes. God's sin will not allow us to see God. Sin will always make us to have a broken covenant. 
sin, where we don't wash. You know the word of God, wash, perfume yourself so that I can get to the presence of the king. We know Naomi was the one that was encouraging Ruth so that they can get a husband. That's not what I'm saying here tonight. So that I can get to Boaz. But if you interpret it in the spiritual form, when we clean ourselves, when we perfume ourselves, then the aroma of the Holy Spirit moves us on. Then we could speak to God himself. And I wrote here Exodus 19, verse 12. Uh, Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, be careful that you do not go up the mountain or touch the foot of it. We must follow instructions. Anything that the Bible says we should do, we must do. And these people you see, if you follow that instruction, it will be well with us. But if you don't follow, then there is a problem. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be what? Put to death. So I say, what is in there? Can't do anything I like. No. The instruction according to the word of God we must follow. He said, do not steal. You don't steal. Don't serve idol. You don't serve idol. Do not lie. You don't lie. Let us follow instructions. And it will be well with us. Deuteronomy 27, 15 to 26. What is the covenant? From that, you can see the covenant now, as he has told them, that they are going to be his treasured possession, they are going to be his, his people, and he's going to be their God and all the rest of that. He also directed them to, to know the repercussion of this covenant. If you fail to obey it, because he said, if you fail to do, don't touch, don't do this, don't do that. This is the repercussion. This is what's going to happen. He said, Deuteronomy 27, 15 to 26, says, Cursed is the man who craves an image or cast an idol. Were they doing that in Jeremiah? Jeremiah chapter 10? Were they doing it? Did they follow the covenant? He said, they be cursed. Cursed is the man who dishonor Cursed is a man who dishonor his father or his mother. Then all the people shall say, Amen. But he's giving them the covenant now. Cursed is a man who moves... Please help me too. Sorry about this. Cursed is a man who moves his neighbor's boundary stone... Then all the people shall say what? Amen. He's giving them the covenant. Cursed is the man who leads the blind astray on the road. Then all the people shall say what? Cursed is the man who withhold justice from the alien, the fatherless, or the widow. Then all the people shall say? Cursed is the man who sleeps with his father's wife. For he dishonors his father's bed. Then all the people shall say, He said, Cursed is the man who has sexual relations with any animal. Then all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed is the man who sleeps with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother. Then all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed is the man who sleeps with his mother-in-law. So you can see all these dirty, dirty things that were happening among them in those days. Cursed is the man who kills his neighbors secretly. Then all the people shall say, Even Moses, you understand? After hearing all these things, he still did something that was wrong. You understand? 
If a curse is the man who accepts a bribe to kill an innocent person, then all the people shall say, Curse is the man who does not uphold the words of his law by carrying them out. Then all the people shall say, After delivering them from Egypt, this same covenant was later renewed in the book of Deuteronomy. That's what we're saying. He now showed them the real repercussion of it. Curse, 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 curse. Is there anything different in what we are reading today? Did the people follow idols? Did the people do all these things that we are talking about? God warned the people of Judah and Jerusalem through Jeremiah. For not obeying the rules of the covenant, which he gave to their forefathers or ancestors when he brought them out of Egypt. He promised them that if they obey him, by doing everything he commanded them to do, then he will be their God. I'm ready to you there. And they will be his people. 11 verse 1 to 5. Reasons why God does not hear our cry. 11, 6 to 17. Disobedience of the people for not obeying his covenant, which he gave to their forefathers. They will not be disobedient. They return to the sins of their forefathers who refused to obey or listen to his words. They, I mean both the house of Israel and Judah, have followed other gods to serve them. 11, 9 to 17. And that's what you see in chapter 10. They follow other gods. They were serving gods. Even using their children for sacrifice. Doing a lot of things. There are a lot of times that we do all these things, only we don't do it in the, in the physical do you understand? You buy bite, you front bite, you kill people directly or indirectly from their back. For their, you know, all these things. People will pay for it, but I know Jesus is, is still praying. Note these verses. The Lord did not allow Jeremiah to pray for his people. We punish them for their wicked behavior. We know that Jeremiah is a crying prophet. He laments a lot. One of the scriptures, he said, women, skillful women to teach their children how to pray. And I know that God still answers prayer. But adventure we find ourselves in all these things. Not obeying the laws of the Lord. Level 16 to 17. Judah at one time was like a healthy tree with beautiful fruits. The fruit of an olive tree produced good oil. But the Lord's punishment would be like a great storm that damages the tree. In that verse 11, uh, chapter 11, 16, because I've not, I've not, I, I didn't get there, because I was trying to read us the covenant. Said, do not pray, like he says here. The town of Judah, that's verse 12. The towns of Judah and the people of uh, Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense, but they will not help them at all. When disaster strikes, when disaster strikes, you Judah have as many gods as you have towns, and the altar you have set up to burn incense to that shameful god Baal or Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem. Do not pray for these people or offer any plea or petition for them. Because I will not listen. We will not get to that point where God doesn't listen to us. I will not listen when they call to me in time of their distress. What, what is my beloved doing in my temple? 
as she, with many others, work out her evil schemes. Can cons consecrated meat avert your punishment? When you, when you engage in your wickedness, then you rejoice. The Lord called you a thriving olive tree. That's what I've just read to us. With fruits, beautiful in form. Amen. That's someone that obeys God's covenant. That's what is going to happen. But look at the bird. With the roar of a mighty storm, he will set it on fire. And its branches will be broken. Because anyone that did not obey God's covenant, that's what is going to happen. The Lord Almighty who planted you has decreed disaster for you. Because the people of both Israel and Judah have done evil and aroused my anger by burning incense to Baal. The reason why God is going to burn them, this beautiful, God said you are wonderfully and beautifully made. Why will God destroy his work? He doesn't want to do that. The reason being, he said, the Lord Almighty who planted you have decreed disaster for you because the people did what? Of both Israel and Judah have done evil and aroused my anger. May we not do evil, that we arouse God's anger. Amen. Now you can see, because of all this, the grace of God upon Jeremiah, and he was preaching to the people, having pity on them and doing everything, there are some people that still plot to kill him. Is it not amazing? Can I encourage us in the house? As God is teaching us, he's using both pastors, he's using leaders, he's using deaconesses, is using us as brothers and sisters. There are ways that we kill the priests. There are ways that we kill our friends. These are the people from Jeremiah's hometown. When you gather together to discuss her, you are killing her. When you gather together to discuss the man, the woman of God, every Monday here you gather to pray, isn't it? And then you will go outside this tent and go and discuss the woman or the man that God is... Not remove the focus from me and apostle. The leaders that are put in position to guide you, to help you. Hey, what is, what is he praying today? <laughs> don't even know what he praying. May the Lord help you. Don't know what he praying. Are you going to be running commentary? <laughs> May the Lord help us. Now that way we can relate it to us. We can be innocent in the house, but we are pepe outside there. Is it husband and wife? When you get home now, you begin to use toothpick. Use people of God as toothpick. There is punishment. Look at the way, when you read that Jeremiah chapter 9, it talks about how Jeremiah cry, lament. And I could see there are many members, elders, pastors, they are crying. You know those ones that are not crying in their house. You know those ones that are not really doing the work. But when you see those ones that are crying, maybe they know your problem. Ah, how is it now? They will ask about it. How is it? You are praying on their behalf. You will know it. You will know those people that are Zebedee's wife. Salome, hey, how I wish my, it can be... Uh, Hey, 
sit on Jesus' right. Do you know the cup that I'm going to drink? You don't know that position that you are, you are looking for. You will know it's 24-hour job. You understand? Are you ready to? You understand what I'm saying? So, look, he said here, with all this crying, everything that Jeremiah is doing, because there are some people, don't be discouraged. I just want to encourage some of us that are really working so hard. And it seems people are, you are not working for people. You are working for God. Amen. Erase that from your mind first. You are not, you are not at all. You are not even working for me. You are working for God. He said, when Jesus comes to reward his servant, whether it be night or noon or whatever, faithful to him, will he find us watching? May God find us watching. In the name of Jesus. But with all this work that Jeremiah is doing, some people are plotting to kill him. Paradventure, you are sowing, you are doing everything. There are plots that you don't know. Do you know that God sent his angels concerning us? You, you continue to do your work. He said, fix your thoughts on the author and the finisher of your faith. And one day you will get there. You will be seeing results. You will be seeing results. There are sometimes I say, ah, how come? No, I told you about the dream that I had today. It's a very big breakthrough that I had in my dream today. And I know God doesn't visit him like that and it doesn't come to pass. I see it come to pass, and I'm going to testify Amen. in the name of Jesus. Because it's also real. I said today, because I said this is the only gift I want today, and God gave to me, gave it to me in the dream. Do you understand? The Lord will bless every one of us. Amen. He said, because the Lord revealed their plot to me, said the Lord Almighty, who planted the oak, said that to them already. Because the Lord revealed their plot to me, I knew it. For at that time, he showed me what they were doing. May God open your eyes to see. I had been like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not realize that they had plotted against me, saying, he saw himself like Jesus. Hallelujah. Led to be slaughtered. Let us destroy the tree and its fruits. Let us cut him off from the land of the living. That his name be remembered no more. But you, Lord Almighty, you judge righteously, uh, righteously and test the heart and mind. Let me see your vengeance on them. For to you I have committed my curse. God will judge the righteous and test the heart and mind of people. He will judge on your behalf. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You know, he didn't say much words. Just the Lord. Just take care of this situation. Because in our own world, that's what I would say. I wouldn't say they should judge anybody. Just take care of this situation. And God will show you how he's taking care of it. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the people of Anathoth. He even mentioned them. About the people. He mentioned their, 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 their locality there. Who are threatening to kill you. Saying, do not prophesy in the name of the Lord or you will die. By our own hands. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish them. Their young men will die by the sword. Their sons and daughters by famine. Not even a remnant will be left to them. Because I will bring disaster on the people of Anathos in the year of their punishment. Touch not my anointed. Make God's prophet what? No harm. 
every one of us, we are the anointed one of God. As small as these children are, you cannot touch them. As big as any one of us, we cannot touch them. Do you know, God, God just took the fight on himself. He said, don't worry. I will answer them. I will fight for you. I will do as I said, and God is not a man that will lie. So in anything that we do, let us not join gang to plot against people of God. When I say people of God, I'm not only talking about the pastor, the general overseer. No, 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 no. Even babies. Even those in the womb, don't touch them. If their parents are anointed, that baby is what? Anointed baby. Don't use your mouth to run commentary on anything, on anyone. Because as you are plotting, if they cry to God, <laughs> that's why we are praying for some Christians and saying God is not answering prayer. God answer prayers. God still answer prayers. But when we have uh, used our mouth or anything to, 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 to do rubbish, it takes the mercy of God. Look at what is happening all over. I, was, I cried when I watched it. I don't even want to watch again. Because there are same people like us. We just wake up, we are, we are clothes, and people are walking in mud. Some people, their house, their, their house is buried under the mud. We are not better than them. But God, you know, like, you know, let's not come under the wrath of God, and it shall be well with us. Amen. In that chapter 11, 16, says, Judah at one time was like a healthy tree with beautiful fruits. We want to remain healthy. We want to be as God has made us beautiful. He said he created us in his own image. Let us keep our, our tongue from guy. Speaking guy. The fruit of an olive tree produces good oil. But the Lord's punishment will be like a great storm that damages the tree. God has created us like this olive tree. Everything around us is blossoming. When, this, when, 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 you are, when you are crushed or anything, you produce oil. You bring refreshing to other people. You have testimony to tell people. You know, but when we come under the judgment or the wrath line of God, it's not going to be said. If we storm, the same beautiful will be, tree will be damaged. 11, 18 to 23. Jeremiah threatened... Jeremiah learned of a plot against his life. Some from his own family and community threatened his life. His lament is similar to Psalm 44. Write this down so that you can go back to Psalm 44. That is his lament in that uh, 18. I read it to you now. So uh, just write that Psalm down and do that as your homework tonight. The men from Anathos. From Jeremiah's village, plan to kill him. People in your own community, may such community not be here in Jesus' name. Amen. But the Lord said, He will punish them. The young men shall die by the sword. That will not be a portion. Amen. Their sons and their daughters shall die by famine. It will not be a portion. And there shall be no remnant of them. For I will bring disaster or cat- catastrophe on the men of Anathoth. Even the years, the year of their punishment is near. 11.21 Thank God for the revelation of the truth. 
These are my prayers that I wrote here. For his grace to feed, uh, his grace to, to feed at his feet. For the joy and mercy that sustains us. Ask God for the spirit of God. The spirit of boldness, warrior spirit, prophetic spirit like he gave to Jeremiah. That gives him boldness and utterance and grace. To reveal God's truth to his people. We pray that such spirit comes upon us tonight. In the name of Jesus. By the time we meet, we are going to go to chapter 12. Jeremiah's questioning God. Like a lot of us, we question God today. Oh, we, why? Why is all this thing happen? I give you this scripture to read before we come. Read Psalm 73, which is almost like that uh, question that Jeremiah questioned. From that Psalm 73, 1 to 15, you see the tragedy of the wicked and the blessedness of truth in God. Write this again down also, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 13 and verse 14. Write the same psalm down, Psalm 73, verse 27. Read it before we come. God does not allow sin to go unpunished. But all this question, why is it that some people, they continue to sin and they are having prosperity, things are working for them? Why, why, why? God does what he pleases. You can write that Jeremiah chapter 12, 14 to 17, to be able to encourage us. Because I have prepared for all this to be taught here tonight, but I just want you to, so that I can get, it can be more meaningful. You don't only sit on that chapter 11, because we have sat too much on that chapter Verse 27. There is hope for the sinner. So, paradventure, all what you have been saying, you find yourself in all these things because nobody is perfect. Amen. But there is hope for sinners. That's what all this is telling us. God is faithful and just. Romans 3:26. He's faithful and just to forgive all unrighteousness. Because these are uh, Jeremiah's question. Why is it that some people continue to sin? They are wicked. They do wrong, wrong things, and yet they are prospering. It is not for us to judge. It is for God to judge. But let us continue to do good. So read that psalm. In this psalm, the psalmist expressed his human weaknesses, etc., etc. So when we come, we look at that psalm as well, so we'll be able to answer some of Jeremiah's questions. The Lord answered Jeremiah. Then that will take us to chapter. Uh, maybe we do 12 and 13. When we come. Amen. Amen. We are going to look at the. Uh, the sash. The meaning of the sash. The symbol of the sash I wrote here. Which is chapter 13. And the symbol of the wine bottle which is the same chapter 13. And that's what we're going to look at 12 and 13 when next we meet. And the Lord will bless us. Amen. Amen. Is there any question before we go? Our time is fast spent, but is there any question? I want us, you know, let us not sit on this Jeremiah. Go back again. As God was calling Jeremiah to go to the north, God is sending us to, to go and proclaim him. Ask God to give you that boldness so that we can be able to speak about God to as many people as possible. There are many people that still need God in our world today. We must go to them. 
and it shall be well with us when we do that. Let us not forget, you want to be one of the skillful women that knows how to pray. The Lord will put into us engine of prayer. Because if you can pray, that is, you can scale any length if you can pray. Prayer changes things. Say, they who pray shall mount up on eagles' wings. Prayer changes things. And he advised us, day by day, let us pray. For prayer changes things. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will bless us. The Lord will keep us. He give us a pure heart so that we can follow his covenant and uh, be the best for the Lord. In Jesus' name. I rest my case here tonight if there is no question.